Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, on a completely uh, different subject, as you probably know, the Kinkora Boys' Home became the centre of a paedophile scandal. Some years back, three men who worked at Kinkora were subsequently jailed for that abuse, and it emerged that they were also part of an Anglo-Irish paedophile ring that supplied children to VIPs. And according to Arthur Smith, a resident of Kinkora who launched legal proceedings today, one of those VIPs was the late Lord Mountbatten. Now, this isn't the first time such allegations have been made against Mountbatten. Andrew Lowney is the author of The Mountbattens. Andrew, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, could you tell us what is known about the, the, the allegations that Arthur Smith is making? Uh, where and how often did this alleged abuse take place? Well, we we don't know all the details because a lot of the material hasn't been lodged yet. But we, we know that, from what I understand, he was... Uh, as an 11-year-old, raped uh, by Mountbatten um, at Kinkora. Um, that, that's about all I know at the moment. Mm. Now, that does raise the question of what was Mountbatten doing in Kinkora? Well, that's a good question. Um, uh, there's been a lot of suggestions over the years that he visited the home. I mean, it's been very hard to get hard evidence. Uh, he was part of a, a, a sort of vice ring in, in Ireland, an Anglo-Irish vice ring. And generally the boys were brought to, 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 to him, for example, at Classyborn. Uh, but this seems to be in the case where something happened in, in Belfast. And the, the, the problem with this is that the authority, all, all the files are closed. Uh, and so it's very difficult to get any, any information. And clearly people have... have um, uh, have tidied up any evidence that there was around to, to ensure that um, nothing came out. Mm. Though, uh, from that I infer, there is evidence there, but just hasn't been released yet or won't be released. Well, for example, I, from my book, I interviewed two boys who claimed to be uh, abused by him at Classyborn in August 1977. We know that the, the security uh, took the car logs uh, and that the car log records had been kept and so I've asked for those car log records because it would uh, identify any cars from Belfast that came in August 1977. doesn't mean that necessarily they belong to William McGrath or anyone else, but it would be some evidence pointing to an association. And the Garda refused to, to release those, those files, claiming it's part of the murder investigation two years later. So just the reluctance to engage in any way, to cooperate with journalists and historians, does raise questions about why they're behaving like this. Mm. The, the, when these two boys, when they were brought to Classybon, how was that organised, do you know? Well, the, the, it was quite a sophisticated vice ring. One was trafficked from London, the Sri Lankan. The other um, was brought from Kinkora. Uh, and, um, you know, these boys were not, uh, you know, were, were basically under the, the, the guidance of the, the, the authorities there. And they could do what they want, what they wanted. So they were just bundled into a car and and, and driven driven to wherever they were required. And the, the 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 boy who was transported from London, the person who facilitated that, would this have been a person in Northern Ireland? Yes, probably someone part of the ring. Um, I mean, again, it's very difficult because these boys, of course, didn't know what happened. They just knew that they were taken places and what happened to them, but they don't know who organised it. Um, and, you know, no one is putting their hand up to own up to it. So, you know, we can only speculate and try and investigate. 
And this is why the files are so important, mm. because the, 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 the more that we, we know about, for example, visitors to Classborn, we it either will confirm what the speculation and the, and the allegations have been, or it will clear Mount Batten. Yeah. So, well, we have three allegations then. The, the, the two men who spoke to you and uh, uh, now the, the court case today and Arthur Smith, do you think there might be more? I suspect there are more. There was another boy called Stephen Waring who, who died in mysterious circumstances on, on a ferry in Liverpool. Um, but I suspect there are other people. I mean, Arthur Smith has taken, you know, I don't know how long, 40 years to come forward. And these other boys that I spoke to uh, had remained silent probably for 40 years as well. So um, uh, I hope that perhaps as a result of the, the bravery of Arthur Smith to go public on this, that other people will emerge. I've certainly had people come to me through social media with various stories, um, which uh, I and other journalists are, are now trying to corroborate. So I suspect there may be, may be other, other people, people who saw things, people who may have been involved and now regret their involvement, or indeed other victims. Mm. How do you think the royal family are going to react to this? Well, I mean, they'll react in the way they've always reacted, just to say nothing. Uh, um, but I think the point, you know, and they may know very little. I mean, what I certainly discovered with Mountbatten was that quite separately from the paedophile allegations, he led a life uh, as a, a secret homosexual at a time when this was actually illegal. People were thrown out of the armed forces for it. And, and this was, you know, his bisexuality was known in the services by the senior officers. Uh, his uh, chauffeur was actually told to find out where the brothel in Malta was because uh, Mountbatten would want to go there. And so they were turning a blind eye to, to his sexuality. At the same time, he and others were people, sacking people um, and, and they were losing their jobs because of their sexuality. So there's a certain amount of hypocrisy here. Mm. Uh, I suspect the royal family know far more than 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 uh, they're saying, but you know no one is going to come forward, and uh, and indeed the family know more. But I suspect no one is going to put the hand up. Um, but you know clearly we need to have a full investigation. The police uh, and the um, government authorities, the Northern Ireland Office and and, and others, need to to reveal release their files. Uh, the, the files on Mountbatten almost all remain closed now, 40 years after his death. Uh, and we need to have a cleaning out of the stables. Uh, and only then, I think, will there be trust in the institution. And, and also, uh, only then, uh, if it, Mountbatten is innocent, will his name be cleared. Do you think there's a thirst for that investigation now? Or perhaps the authorities' might, hand might be forced, given uh, the case that Arthur Smith is taking? I don't think there's any, any desire to do this. I mean, they have stalled uh, all my attempts to, for uh, information over the last four or five years, and indeed, you know, numerous journalists and historians. But let us hope that, you know, perhaps with media and parliamentary pressure, uh, that they will now realize how serious this is uh, and, uh, and begin to cooperate and, and, to, and to be more open. Andrew Lowney is the author of The Mountbatten's The Lives and Loves of Dickie and Edwina Mountbatten. Andrew, thank you very much. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.